Hey, football. Now that's more like it. And this is just how you like it. Oh, yes. This is the push-off. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Push-Off Podcast. That's right. It's your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's... Dan Multicultural Friday. Right. That's right, Dan. Welcome back, uh, buddy. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I did. I did. We, uh, you know, had a nice quiet one with, uh, with the extended family. Oddly, all the kids... Really good. Okay. Shocking. Absolutely fucking shocking. My boy did good. He uh, went a long time without a nap and didn't really fall apart at the end, so that wasn't bad. Um, There's there's a cold going around, I think, and we're all getting a passed around, but uh, hey, that's normal this time of year. Um, But what was great is we had a full, full long weekend of football. Um, Yeah, there was some World Cup soccer going on, but who has time? When there's all these great games of football going on. I mean, Thanksgiving was one of the better weekends of Thanksgiving games that I've seen in a good while, I think, uh, as far as, like, tight games. And then we had a handful of other games that just happened to be good games for us. (laughs) Yeah, no actual importance to them whatsoever, but fun. Fun from just a, uh, you know, for 60 minutes or, I guess, three hours, as it were. But to to your World Cup points, Scott, um, no matter what, no matter where you're from, this has been a real fun week of football. Yeah, there it is. I like how you did bring up, though, um, that some of these uh, weren't important. There's, we're going to start with some victories for teams that uh, have some lost season as it is already. But uh, for your fans, a few of these can help you ride through, can help you uh, see the, the, the silver lining of it all. And I'm going to start with your Las Vegas Raiders fans and their win over the Seahawks, 40-34. to 34. This is our game of the week, Dan. Overtime win of the Raiders. We've been shitting on the Raiders a lot this season. Oh, we well, with them, reason. Correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's a valid. I'm not saying that like we're being bigoted. We're not. We're not like, you know, fuck these San Francisco 49ers. One we're of the bigger disappointments sort of, of the East season tremendous everyone reasonably hates josh mcdaniels uh no one has been given a reason to trust josh mcdaniels but i will give credit to the vegas raiders they've played much sharper over the past two three weeks than i was seeing in the entire first half of the year even with all these injuries stacking up maybe darren waller's been the problem the whole time (laughs) no i mean he's definitely a fantasy bust but no um Josh Jacobs had a great game in this one. Over 300 yards from scrimmage, and you got to count the 86-yard overtime scamper to win it. You know, when you've played the game that long, to take off for 86 yards is nuts. Um, I believe he's he's injured now. He is. He's having leg issues. Um, this game put him over 1,000 yards for the season, too. Yeah, yeah. He's having a good year. He's having a low-key good year. One of the better years, like, 
I don't know how Josh Jacobs does not make a Pro Bowl this year for mm-hmm. what he's been putting together. 24 years old, having a great time, and then a game like this, I think, definitely moves him up that Pro Bowl voting. Um, that's going to help get him some bonuses. But yeah, he's had he's had a calf issue that apparently he tweaked in this game. My question is, fucking when? Right. When, when within when? the 300 yards from a scrimmage and two touchdowns did that happen? Yeah, if that's the case, can I tweak some muscles here? Is yeah. that... Is but that a thing uh, I can do? It's not going to mean much for these Vegas Raiders. It's not not going to mean much. What it means uh, bigger is the the home loss for the Seattle Seahawks, who are in a desperate race for the division between the San Francisco 49ers, who don't seem to be going anywhere. Um, I don't know, Dan, about you, but I feel like these Seahawks, if they don't win the division, there's a good chance that like the NFC East doesn't let them in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the NFC East is a murderer's row. Um yeah, I mean, they've got to win this division. The NFC West is, aside from the 49ers, pretty weak. Um, you're supposed to win games like this against a struggling Raiders team mm-hmm. at your own fucking house. That's a huge that's a huge loss. Um, it's a loss that makes you think that the Seahawks maybe were just pretenders the whole time. Um, you know, that, that gives you worry. If you're a Seahawks fan, you're like... When we get to the playoffs, are we even going to do anything if this if, is what we're putting up against a team like the Raiders? If they get there, and then if they don't, you're in a weird spot where, well, you're running back with Geno Smith and this group again. It doesn't feel like it's going to work quite as well, you know, uh, when you're playing the second place of everything in the NFC. I don't know. Um, this this schedule for them gets hard. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to talk about it, but they got Rams, which might be, you know, it's a division game. Those get weird. Panthers, that might be a win. Then 49ers, Chiefs, Jets, <laughs> and Rams to end the year. That's fuck. You might not win nine games. Yeah. It's going to, yeah. And they, they're certainly in a race with the Niners, who I guess they don't have a, or they have one more against. Is that right? They got one more against the Niners. That's Heads a up. Big one. But that's they got it one. at home, which is oh, huge for them. that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, so this loss here, it's. Well, that's what I got for this one. Um, Seattle's got to bounce back. Raiders, congrats. Enjoy it because that's <laughs> that's what you're getting. Um, let's <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. That's all you're going to get is a a moral victory here. Yeah. Let's stay in the AFC uh, North. Let's talk about the Chargers. One point win over the Cardinals. Twenty five, twenty four. Uh, Herbert three touchdowns. Um, Murray was back under center in this one after missing two, but. Uh, Chargers came back with the win and uh, went for it at uh, the two-point conversion at the end of the game for the win. And Murray didn't look bad. I mean, he kind of was a non-factor in the fourth quarter, and so that's that's a bit of a concern. But, uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, we talked about it last week. The guys are giving him shit about not being clutch. This is the epitome of clutch. It's coming on the road when your team is down, tie, being within – a field goal or a uh, extra point of tying the game and going, nah, fuck it, we're going to win this thing yeah. on the road. I know it's against a subpar Cardinals team, but you've got to win these games, and he did. So huge ego boost, huge confidence boost for the Chargers, probably a devastating ego and confidence blow for the Chargers, but, you know. Cardinals. Oh, sorry, yeah. for the Cardinals. Uh, but the Cardinals were not going to do anything in the playoffs anyway, so, uh, you know, they're not going to fucking make it. So, it's like the fucking Highlander. You know, they took the Cardinals quickening. Hopefully yeah. that'll take them through the rest of the season. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good for the Cardinals. It doesn't look good for Kingsbury. Uh, this midseason uh, look into the Arizona Cardinals hard knocks there is going to get ugly, I think. Two, uh, 
two straight years having yeah. a uh, midseason hard knocks not go well. Not go well for those teams. Uh, and this one seems worse than the Colts one last year. They were kind of, Colts were kind of ramping it back up at that point. This is falling apart in front of us. Um, anything more about this game, Dan? Connor had a good game, 140 total yards from scrimmage, a touchdown. He's getting healthy, too. So the Cardinals are getting healthier. They're getting on the field more, but still not winning the big ones. Yeah, I mean, getting healthy, I mean, once again, they're 4-8, and eight, which yeah. means too the little, best they can do is 9-8. and eight. So and unless they're going to rattle off five consecutive wins and hope that the entire rest of the NFC absolutely shits the bed, I don't I don't see this happening for them. That's what's tough, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't. I'm not going to say tombstone because it's they're not a pathetic team um, and it's not official yet. But man, it does not look good for the Cardinals. Well, they get a bye week uh, heading into week 13. They're one of two teams with a bye week, so they can take their time to get used to that, and we get a super boring Hard Knocks episode that week. And then mm-hmm. uh, let's talk Raiders at Chargers. That is – or sorry, it's Chargers at Raiders. I'm going to get this right one of these times. Going to Vegas. Uh, going to Vegas. Uh, the L.A. Chargers are. Who do you like? Dan, you still picking first. I, I like what I saw from Justin Herbert, especially at the end of this game. Um, I still don't love Josh McDaniels, even though the Raiders are playing harder over the past three weeks than they have all year. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the road team. I'm gonna pick the Chargers, but it's close. I don't feel as good as I would have felt about this about two weeks ago. Uh, this Raiders team, I think, is gonna give them a game. Yeah, it's a divisional game. Chargers certainly have their issues, but they seem to be playing pretty well, even on the road. So I like them in Vegas as well because. Raiders, even though this big win in Seattle, they got their issues. They got their issues. Um, let's talk about another team with a big win. Probably not going to do anything with it. Had no no reason to be in this game, but they took care of business. 28-27, to 27, the Jaguars beating the Ravens in Jacksonville. Duval, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your Jaguar, Jaguar news. news. That's right. Um wow. Trevor Lawrence had an amazing fourth quarter. He threw 321 yards and three touchdowns in this one. Uh, Zay Jones, 11 for 145. Uh, Tight game all the way through. It ended tight, too. One-point game at halftime, one-point game at the end of the game. But uh, what we saw was an awesome ending where um, Trevor Lawrence lead the Jaguars down the field, got them the lead. (laughs) Ravens still didn't call a game. They still got a chance to, to... to try a 67 yarder from the leg of Tucker, but it just wasn't enough. 67 yards is too long. I mean, 66 was too fucking long. It was too long, but he did it. So you got to, if anybody could have been Tucker. I I know, but I mean, we, you can't let Justin Tucker, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, if this is Denver, wheel him out there. This is a dome, wheel him out there. You're in muggy ass Florida. Are you going to try this shit? Ugh, you might as well put a sock on the ball before he kicks it. It was close, though. He almost, I mean, he was dead on. Because he's Justin Tucker. He's the fucking greatest kicker in NFL history. And I I feel very comfortable saying Justin Tucker is the greatest NFL kicker that has ever lived. He was 4-4-4 in that game before he tried that one. He's 4-5 for the day. So he was at a great game. If it wasn't for the fact that Adam Vinatieri, number one, played forever, and number two, won two Super Bowls he on his leg. He had the clutch kicks, yes. Huge clutch kicks. But in terms of like just being really good at the art of kicking, Justin yeah. Tucker is number one, and it's not even close. I think they both deserve to be Hall of Famers, though. But the Ravens didn't win this game, Dan. The Jaguars I, won this game. Give the but Jaguars it doesn't there. matter. It doesn't, ma- it does well, not so matter. It doesn't matter this year. 
doesn't matter this year. But to that point, it matters a lot moving forward for a young team with a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence to go, oh, I can win this against a, in all likelihood, playoff team in the Ravens. Or to look at the game and go like, hey, look at what we could do with Trevor Lawrence. Look what he can be in the pros. Look what he's capable of. Yes. I mean, I... You remember when Trevor Lawrence was coming out, I didn't give him the elite grade everybody else did. Right. Everybody else is slobbing on this guy, and I'm like, eh, I, there's some fucking issues. There's some processing issues. It doesn't mean that he's not a good quarterback. It just means he's not going to come out the gates, you know, like a fucking prize pony. Like, that's not the way this is going to go. It's going to take him some time to figure out how to play this game. A game like this shows me that maybe, you know... I don't know if he's worth that number one overall pick, but this was some first round draft pick quarterback play. This was some this was some we've got a, a guy here uh level quarterback play. So if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're feeling a lot better about your season moving forward. Even even if you lose this game, you gotta feel pretty good about it. I think the coach uh believes in him. I think Peterman uh Peterson believes in him. Peterman. Peterson believes in him, and and that's got Peterman on the finally. brain this year, this uh, this yeah. week because of uh, more than uh, yeah what he's had in the past. So yeah, congrats to uh, the Jaguars. It's a big win, but it's not going to mean much. It means definitely worse for the the Ravens, who now are tied in the division with the Bengals, and uh, that the NFC AFC North is going to be a tight race there for the till the end, making it interesting. In right. the AFC. This, this is how the Jaguars can make it interesting in the AFC. It's just by randomly beating good teams. Yeah, play That's, spoiler. Why not? Yeah, it's the way to be. Uh, let's let's talk about some games on Thanksgiving. Uh, Bills beat the Lions, but then we had a good one. Uh, 28-25. This one was back and forth. The Lions came to play. Uh, Goff has found himself a number one wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. We talk about him every week, it seems, anymore. But it wasn't enough. The Bills and Josh Allen get down the field, kick the 45-yarder to win it. I mean, the Lions tied this one with seconds left and just, yeah, not enough. Too much time for Josh Allen and the Bills. <laughs> yes, less than half a minute is too much time for Josh Allen we and the Bills. We know it is. We've been there. I, it's insane, man. That's where we are. That's that's how good the Bills are. I mean, we talk about it all the time. First half, it's the planning. Second half, it's the talent. You could see the talent of the Bills start to separate itself, especially in the fourth quarter, but Detroit stayed with them. Detroit stayed with them. They stayed in their pocket. You know, they were... Watching this game was almost like watching Rocky 1, you know? Okay. <laughs> where, where you're like, wow, he's with them the whole time. He still lost. Like, they still lost, but you feel good about it at the end. Yeah. You know, you got Dan Campbell screaming for Adrian on the sidelines, just being like, hey, we lost to the Bills by a field goal. Like, <laughs> it seems like the Detroit Lions fans are happy about this, and they should be, because I know there's no such thing as a, there's no stat for moral victories. Right. And especially after a three-game win streak by the Lions, you're thinking to yourself, oh, no, are we heading back to earth? But no, you're, you've elevated where your team is at. Four and seven is so much better than where they were three weeks ago. This is just, or sorry, four weeks ago. This is a team that looks to be on the rise, that's doing all the right things, that's making the right decisions, and they're able to stay punch for punch with a legit eight and three top of the AFC Buffalo Bills team. You got to feel good about that going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so too. I think uh, it saves Dan Campbell's job, at least for another season. Uh, Early on, didn't look great, but they... uh, 
whether these are wins or close games, you know, they're, they're second in this division now. Look out. Uh, so I think they, they stick around <laughs> with that. Uh, they still second. are. Tech, they I mean, are. they're second, but there's you got a bit of a lead there, Scott. I wouldn't worry the too only much other about team, these they, Lions. They can win it. So um, the Lions are having an uptick uh, season from last season. Uh, we just spent this time talking about Jaguars win and the Lions win. Who they play each other this week, it's Jaguars at Lions. Uh, these are teams just last year were racing for that number one draft pick. And now they both have four wins, and they're looking for more. So, Dan, Jaguars at Lions, who do you like in this one? I. It is because they're going to Detroit. I'm going to take these home Detroit Lions. I think they get back on the right side. I think... That was an emotional victory for Baltimore at home. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to do it on the road. I, I've i been impressed with this Lions offense, the Lions defense, if they can tighten it up a little bit, if Trevor Lawrence regresses to the mean. I'm saying a lot of things about a game I don't care about <laughs> right now and a game that doesn't matter, but I'm going to pick the Lions to go 5-7 and seven and uh, you know, keep sweating your Vikings for one more week. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm gonna be cheering for those Jaguars, but I I think the Lions have it too. Uh, it sounds like they might get Jeff Akuda back. Uh, but Jameson Williams, who just started practicing, probably not back this week. But yeah. that sounds promising. We're gonna see him this year, though. That'll be exciting. And honestly, if he has one or two good games at the end of the season, oh, the hype! The yes. hype next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, blow it up for next year, right? Um, okay, one more game here before we take a break. Let's talk about it because I want to. 26-33, to 33, <laughs> the Vikings beat the Patriots. This was the end of Thanksgiving uh, night. I was uh, well on my way at this point and just trying to stay awake, trying to hold on to uh, consciousness, as you would. Now, Were you um, imbibing beverages? Yeah, it was a lot of... It was a lot of uh, yeah, eating and drinking and being merry and having a good time with the family. So I finally, I got home. I sat down by myself for this one, and uh, it was a nice back-and-forth game. In fact, they said the first 12 scores were either ties or change of uh, possession or change of lead ga- uh, scores. So that's just back-and-forth game. Um, Vikings had a nice kickoff return in, to answer in the third quarter, and then fourth quarter their defense finally showed up that's what they've been doing kirk had a good game in prime time uh in a game where mac jones probably had the best game of his career which you know you you get you get you're good with the bad um a very questionable call in a henry touchdown didn't look like uh he dropped it but at the same time it kind of bounced it it kind of touched the ground and it kind of kind of and so they said he didn't catch it i don't know dan what do you think I was going to send you an article about, you know, we talked about the World Cup just a little bit. Um, they have all these sensors in the World Cup ball. It's like they can send, there's like a fucking accelerometer, there's a like a GPS yeah, location. Yeah, put a bunch so of computer exactly chips in there, see what you get, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, it doesn't really affect the way the ball moves, you know, it's, it is what it is, we're, we're in this spot in the future where you can figure this shit out. How do we not have this in footballs? Yeah. How can we not tell when it hits the ground? Like... It just seems so obvious to me that, like, the number one sport in the United States should do a little better with the technology, especially if it's already been developed. Um, we got these old guys. They like to come out with a chain uh, 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 attached to two poles. I think it was about here uh, yeah, two plays roughly. ago. And let's just stretch it out. 
No, you're right. It the, all sports have been very reluctant to give um, into uh, technology in that way. And I'm and there's certain things that you go like, yeah, that's going to have to be because if you called holding. You know, if you said, hey, if the offensive lineman closes his hands inside the body, it's going to be hold. You get to hold every play. Yeah. And that's not going to be fun. But just location of the ball helps tremendously. Like, tell us what is happening with the ball. Did the ball hit the ground? Did it go um, out of bounds? Did it go out of bounds? Where the fuck? It, so I, I don't know how they were able to overturn this after calling it a touchdown. If they had called it an incompletion, I don't think it gets overturned. But the fact that they called it a touchdown and then overturned it, I don't understand what they're looking for all the time. It was a surprise. It's just so inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was very close, but you're right. I would have been I was surprised that they overturned it too, but that's that's where we were on that one. Yeah. Um but otherwise, other than that it was uh you know, the Vikings came out uh big with Jefferson again and when their offense plays like this, I mean, the, the Patriots defense was touted as one of the top ones heading into this game. Maybe it was who they played lately, but uh, a big win is a big win, yeah. And uh, felt good to bounce back from last week. So take that. I'll take that as I can. I don't even think we're talking enough about how fucking good Justin Jefferson has been this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're giving a lot of dap to Kirk. You know, having a great – this is the best Kirk Cousins year I can remember. Yeah. Um, He's looked really good. He's been big in big games. He's 9-2 and two through 12 weeks. I don't know what else you could ask for from Kirk Cousins, but I do have a question for you, Scott. Okay. You guys are 9-2. and two. You got a five-game lead, right? Six games to go. If you... <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. If you fell apart completely, Ugh. lost every game for the rest of the year, and the Lions won the division... Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? Oof. <laughs> you don't want to think that. You don't want your mind to go that dark. <laughs> Such dark places. Yeah. You just look at your wife and kids and go, I don't know if I can do this anymore. That's the same. I mean, I, I can't I, live like this. When my mind goes to those dark places where it's like, what if we were in a car accident and everyone died and I had a, you know, no, you shake those things off. That's the same <laughs> thing I would do in that scenario we, you just gave me. But we um, have a, uh, this is going to sound dark, but now that we're talking about it, uh, I know we're going to break, but it just made me think of it. Uh, we have an upstairs um, with like a, we live in a split level ranch. And so there's a stairwell that you can get from the upstairs and it doesn't have a full wall blocking it. So every time I walk past it with one of my kids in my arms, <laughs> have you ever heard of the expression, the call of the void? Uh. It, yeah, this is going to sound horrible, but every single time it happens, every time, like I know I have a grip on the kid, but the idea I just go, and like I hold the baby extra tight because I'm just like, no, no, not a yeah. chance. And every time I walk past a fucking stairwell in my own house, I have those things go through my head. So I can't imagine what it's like to be a Vikings fan. Oh, I mean, you, those feelings, that, those feelings rule me. I have that <laughs> feeling when I pull my phone out of my pocket on a bridge. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> Let alone my loved ones. I'm crippled by fear. I'm crippled by fear. But again, I'm a Vikings fan. Hey, on that note, folks, we're taking a break. And when we return, we got a big two-minute no offense. We got the rest of the games of week uh, 12. We got to pick them all for week 13. So don't go anywhere. This is the push-off. And the shuffling man. 
everybody we're back uh we're back from the break uh all the babies are still asleep so it's time to talk about the two minute no offense because no offense but there's 16 games this week we can't talk about every single one of them i mean good lord we this is a four-hour podcast we've done those before but we're not going to do it this week we got to keep it tight yeah um and because we're talking about wins for the jaguars and the raiders and things like that there's going to be some some maybe big wins for your team. It's going to get just shoved in here this weekend. Don't worry. We'll talk about you when the playoffs come around. Everybody gets their cookie, okay? <laughs> Dan, Good start that cookie. clock. Uh, ready to go. Uh, first of all, Texans, Dolphins. Oh, my God. The Texans are the worst team in football. God, they really are. And Miami, like, I don't know what they did in the second half. Did they... Like, I obviously didn't watch this game because why the fuck would I? Right. But, like, did they pull everybody? Because how does Houston even score 15 in this game? Yeah, Dolphins stopped trying. Both teams had five sacks in this game, but it was 30 to nothing at the half. Like, oh, brutal. Ugh. Brutal first half. Uh, moving on, Broncos, Panthers. Panthers won it 23 to 10. Dan picked it, but you know, nobody watched it. No, I honestly couldn't tell you who played in this game or why. Uh, but I also know somehow the. Carolina Panthers are four and eight. The Broncos are three and eight, and the Broncos look so much fucking worse than the Panthers. Yeah, the Broncos are really bad. Only the Texans do I think are worse than them. Uh, Sam Darnold did come back in this game. He fumbled a snap, picked it up, and rolled himself into the end zone for a touchdown at one point in this. It's embarrassing yeah. football. Uh, let's move on to the <laughs> the rainy mess that was in New York, where the Bears lost to the Jets, thirty-one to ten. Backup QB frenzy. Uh, yeah, Mike White um, showing that Zach Wilson has got a lot to be worried about and may not get this starting job back. I know he's been up and down, but at least it's better than just straight fucking down, <laughs> which true. is where Zach Wilson's been headed. Mike White, former Dallas Cowboy draft pick, by the way. He threw three touchdowns. Trevor Simeon started in this game. Uh, they didn't know if he was going to right before it started. It was a mess. Uh, but the Jets took care of business after a tight first half. Uh, Nathan Peterman would have won this game. Yeah, Peterman was a chance. <laughs> the Saints get uh, shut out in San Francisco, thirteen to nothing. More competitive than the final score, but True. Alvin Kamara, fuck you and your <laughs> fumbles, your critical fucking fumbles. He almost lost me a fantasy game this week, and I would blame it all on him because Alvin Kamara is not allowed to give me four fucking fantasy points after the draft pick he was. Yeah, Ugh, no, yuck. this was a good defensive game, Ooh. but it does leave us with little to talk about of it. Um, yeah, the Saints, yeah, fumbles at the goal line and turnovers at the goal line, things like that. Uh, San Francisco's going to lose Mitchell now with that MZL mm-hmm. on the same knee, six to eight weeks. It sucks. Back. Finally, Dan, I, whether we have time or not, let's travel also in Rams Chiefs, 10 to 26. Um, oh, man, this was supposed to be a highlight game at the beginning of the year, and the Rams have just spoiled it for everyone. Yeah, yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, Bryce Perkins, not allowed to keep playing football. Come on, Bryce Perkins, get out of there. Rams is rolling whoever in there. Uh, Sam Darnold got hurt. I doubt we see him. Why? Why? Rams, I don't see why the Rams try anymore. I think, uh, I don't know why they tried at all this season. 
shut it down. Shut it down. Uh, you know, you won a Super Bowl last year. No one expected you to do super well this year. Shut it down. Get to 10 losses and just move on. That seemed to be And give those too. fucking Lions a nice pick, won't you? Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're well setting it up for them. Um, okay, so this lets us talk about a slew of games for week 14, Dan. So it's time to do some picks. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's a great one, actually, for week 14. This one is very exciting because I really want to see what we see between these two teams. The Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. to San Francisco. Playing oh, the yeah. 49ers. It's an interconference, or, you know, cross conference game. But what are we getting with Dolphins 49ers? So it is also a cross country game. That's true. Which is always tough. And I will say this this is Mike McDaniel coming back home uh, to where he was the offensive coordinator for these 49ers. I will say Shanahan probably knows more about the way he calls a game than he does about the way Shanahan calls a game, especially nowadays. And I know he's got Jimmy Garoppolo in there, but you know Jimmy Garoppolo is like, no, I'm going to fuck McDaniels up. I'm actually going to take the Niners in this game at home with the Dolphins coming across the country. It's going to be a down-to-earth party for Tua. Yeah, Tua's looked great in all games he's in. Uh, The Niners' defense is playing out of their mind right now if their offense is kind of... Not you know, not blowing out as much as they'd hope right now, kind of thing. Uh, Devo was a question, like kind of a game time decision in the game, and it seemed like he's kind of dealing with an injury, so maybe that's part of it. Uh, but the Dolphins seem like world beaters, but can they do it? You're, you're right. You brought it up. Well, what made me kind of teeter this side too? Traveling across the country and playing a late afternoon game like that. So I will take the Niners as well. I think Miami at home is one thing. Miami on the road is what I want to see. And then I want to see the Niners against a very good Dolphins team too, which is not a guarantee. But I'll take the Niners in this one. Eric Armstead should be back as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, because I need the – probably would be helpful if the Dolphins won that can't can't always get what you want. Uh, Let's talk about the Denver Broncos – we're pulling a probably pissed-off Ravens team in Baltimore this week. Yeah, Broncos at Ravens. Oh, the Broncos are going to get fucking shellacked. Uh, the fact that they got to travel across country, to to your point, watch Lamar Jackson, who recently told a fan to go eat a bag of dicks. Uh, he's going to tell Russell Wilson to do the exact same thing, except with a football. So I, I cannot imagine the Ravens come out of here with anything less than a substantial victory over this moribund Denver Broncos team. Don't let your players on Twitter that that recent after a bad loss. Especially, you know, you lose the Jaguars, things just come out. Oh, if I lost to the Jaguars, I'd be telling everybody. I'd be telling relatives to eat a dick. Yeah, I'd be buying a bag of dicks just to pass them out to people. <laughs> yeah, uh, eat up. Yum, 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 everybody. Ravens are going to Yeah, Ravens going to win that one. We probably won't be talking about it uh, outside the two-minute no offense because that's where our Denver games go anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets are going to uh, Minnesota. They're playing the Vikings. Listen, my Vikings can clinch the NFC North with a win over these Jets and the Lions lost to the Jaguars. Or the Lions make a late-season push. Don't say these crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> so here's the here's the tough thing, right? I've been picking Vikings. I've been a big fan of the Vikings, right? This Jets defense is really, really fucking good. Yeah. Really, really good. And I know they're on the road, and they need it desperately. I'm going to pick the Jets on the road. I'm sorry, Scott. 
I'm going to pick these Mike White-led Jets on the road with the defense they've got against your Vikings because I like me some Sauce Gardner, and I want to see Sauce Gardner go up against our boy, Justin Jefferson. If Dude, Jefferson uh, torches him, who boy? Well, that's the thing. I, if Sauce Gardner, if they think Gardner on Jefferson one-on-one, I don't I don't like it for Sauce. I think they got to get him some help. Um, the oh, I only think time so it really worked was when you had Trevon Diggs on, on Jefferson, and that game kind of got out of reach to a point where you couldn't, yeah, like just focus on the one guy and, and the interceptions became a problem. So uh, I'm going to say that uh, the Vikings win this because I don't I don't like the Mike White thing. Everyone's in love with Mike White. He had a great game against a Bears defense that traded everyone away and True. lost uh, even Eddie Jackson at a point too now. Um, I, I pulled up the stats too because I remember Mike White from last year. I don't know if we mm-hmm. remember, but they beat the Bengals on a 34-31 to 31 exciting game where Mike White had 405 yards passing and three oh, touchdowns. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Two interceptions in that game too, but he looked great. The following week, they lost to the Colts. Now, I'm looking at his stats. He was 7 for 11. I don't know if he didn't play that whole game or what they were doing in that one, but the following week after that, he did play his full game. He dropped back 44 times, had 24 completions, and through four interceptions, that was to the Buffalo Bills. So I think Mike White is not the next coming of a Jesus Christ or John Joe Montana, whoever was the better quarterback. Um, I, I'm going to take my Vikings to keep this thing going. You're right, the Jets have a very good defense. I, I don't like Quentin Williams because he's going to just like sidestep uh, my, my awful guards all game long and get right into Kirk's face. But other than that, I think – they get some luck, uh, and and they take care of business, and I got my Vikings in that one. You got to get the run game going because if this turns into a, a pass fest, Kirk's going to be on his back. Going to be so, tough. That's true because that's my worry. Hopefully, Darius back too. Need him back. Yeah, you um, need him. Seahawks Rams. Uh, this is an NFC West tilt. Yeah, Rams don't give a shit about the rest of this year. Seahawks desperately need one. I know it's on the road, but I've got to take the Seahawks to at least get back on the right track. Although it's a division game, the shit could get weird, especially at home for the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Rams are at home, but Seahawks are the better team. Things are falling apart for the Rams. Aaron Donald might not be playing. I like Seattle. Carolina Panthers are the other team with the uh, Arizona Cardinals that have a bye week, week 13. So we will not have any Cardinals or Panthers games week 13. Hooray. You can hear it yeah. <laughs> in our voice just how upset we are. Uh, all right, let's talk about another overtime game from week 12. Are you kidding me, NFL? The Cleveland Browns beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 17-23. We were firing cannons, so we got it wrong. We Tom were. Brady, two touchdowns in this one. Uh, uh, Lenny Fournette didn't play. It was all Rasheed White, but it wasn't enough. It was Jacoby Brissett getting his uh, walk-off uh, from being the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns win. Um, and Nick Chubb with his big touchdown run at the in overtime. But this game, 10 all at the half. Uh, 17 all at the end of regulation, but the Browns win it. Not a ton of fun, uh, this game. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was very up and down. I mean, Cleveland had, it, it just seemed like the entire middle of the game, no one was doing anything. And then it took Cleveland right up until, I want to say, they have a, what was it? They they went down the field, it was about 46 yards. David Njoku had a great catch. Yeah, that great one fucking was catch. Awesome. Um, to tie this thing up, and then Tom Brady had a half a minute left and didn't do it. 
It looked like the Buccaneers were going to absolutely take this thing in overtime. They both traded punts. Uh, Buccaneers punted one final time, and it, it felt like this game was actually going to go to a legit tie until Nick Chubb took over. Yeah. And then, you're right, there was a lot of back and forth, and there were points that I just it didn't quite understand what Todd Bowles was doing. I think as yeah. the, the, the play call, it was... You got Tom Brady, you're in positions to take over this game and win it multiple times. They were up 17-10 in the third, and the uh, the tie didn't happen until seconds left in the fourth quarter. They just kind of yeah. gave the Browns so many opportunities to go take it, and so they finally did, and that's a big loss for Tampa Bay. Not and so a much. Huge, huge catch at the end by Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, why the fuck? There must be something that he did in Dallas. Like, he must have just shit in somebody's lemonade because he is too talented for us to have given him up for what we gave him up for. He is absolutely ruling the roost in, in Cleveland. He looks like a top-10 wide receiver. He had one third down drop. Like, he was open. It would have converted He did. It. But, uh, yeah, he made it up. He made it up for it in that big catch uh, late in the game. Phenomenal. Um, I'm ready to move on. I got the Browns yep. going to Houston to play the Texans. Not a lot of notes in this one, Dan. I mean, I'm looking at it. Why is Browns at Texans? Who would care to pay attention to this one? Uh, could be victims of sexual assault. Could be. Oh, uh, maybe they all are getting uh, tickets and they get uh, their own. They're invited, whether they want to come to their own press box there in Houston to see this one. Ugh, dude. I mean. No one is clean here. That's the thing. I mean, Deshaun Watson's absolutely a piece of shit, but so is the Texans organization for knowing about it. Yeah. Because they clearly knew about it. There is no good guy here. It is just progressively worse fucking sex pests and organizations that don't give a fuck about sex pests. (laughs) So, you know, the Browns are absolutely all in on this fucking guy. And the city of Cleveland is so ready to forgive him if he has a great game. Uh, and I, I think if you're the Browns, this is all you can ask for in terms of a tune-up. You go, hey, we're 4-7. and seven. I know we're yeah. on the outside of the playoffs, but if Deshaun Watson makes a run and we finish at 9-7 and seven and get into the playoffs as a 7 seed, mm-hmm. oh, what a story for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's what the NFL actually wants. That's what the NFL would love to have happen for the rest of the year. Yeah. And maybe it starts in Houston. I'm looking at that. Yeah, I'm trying. Like, okay, now where are the Browns? How are they set up? Could they do this? Eh, maybe I don't know their divisional record to- totally. I mean, that's a big tough thing. Uh, you need some slip ups by the Jets, Patriots. Maybe uh, you know the Colts can't make any run themselves. Things like that. Steelers can't give you an issue, but it's the seven seed. That's the only thing you have as a chance. Probably You're not really. Because, I mean, you're three games back, three and a half games back from the fucking Ravens. But you're only two games back from the seventh seed. Yeah. So that's something you could put together if you really got on a roll here. Like, say, for instance, the Cleveland Browns had a pretty easy schedule moving forward. Say that was the case. Um, Maybe the Cleveland Browns don't have to worry about as, as many things. Maybe they face... The fucking Texans this week, and that's not so bad. But then they got to go Cincinnati, Baltimore, Saints, Commanders, Steelers. Oh yeah, a lot of. I don't think we have too. to worry too much. Yeah, they're on the road. Uh, one, two, three, four of their last six. Yeah, 
Uh, not this year, but they paid him for multiple years, and they have already given him all the money, so he'll be there. Um, Do you know what his cap hit is next year? With like no flexibility, because it's oh, it's all guaranteed, right? So what? Yeah, because his cap hit this year. Uh, let's see, I think it was like twelve million dollars. It really wasn't that bad at all. And then I believe I'm going to double check this, but I believe it's fifty-two million dollars <laughs> is his cap hit, which is just. I mean, it's just you almost fucking wanted despicable. to blow up in their face. Yeah. Sorry, my apologies. Fifty-four million nine hundred ninety-three thousand dollars is his cap hit. Yeah. How dare for you? The next Don't lie to years. us, Dan. Don't you dare for the lie next to us. Four years. <laughs> He's got a base salary of forty-six million dollars. Hey, that's close to what I make. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, you pick Browns, right? I mean, I know we don't want to talk about I'm, this game. Yeah, I'm picking Browns. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we can't keep track of what our score is, so I'm picking Browns too. Um, Saints and Buccaneers is our Monday night football. The Saints are putting on those black alternate helmets again for this one, Dan. Saints and Bucks. Uh, the Buccaneers have not impressed me. The Saints have not impressed me. Somebody has to win this fucking division, mm. but I think it gets worse before it gets better. I'm actually going to take New Orleans to confuse the NFC South even more and beat the Buccaneers. That's a very NFC South thing to happen, uh, too. Right? And uh, a Saints team to roll in there on the road and win in Tampa in prime time just to be like, wait a minute, I, what? I'll take Tampa just because it's a good chance for me to maybe catch up some games on you. Um, I feel like they are the better team, but yeah. Sure. I mean, I could definitely see it happening, but I'll, I'll go opposite you there. Uh, let's talk about a game that, you know what, in all, all argument, maybe should have been game of the week because it meant the most. Bengals-Titans. Bengals win it 20, Titans 16. Um, Bengals, you know, I I picked them to win this. This was, or we both did. This was the one that I needed to, like, prove to me that the Bengals were, were what my eyes were seeing, a good team. And they took care of it. And I think the Titans are still a good team, too. This game was very tight. It was back and forth. Um, and we had a you know full kind of powers other than no uh, Jamar Chase still. Well, well and I, no Joe Hick, Joe Mixon. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Bengals, yeah, missing a couple of big stars on offense. Still took care of business. Uh, though it was like tit for tat until the touchdown field goal fourth quarter. But I think that's the difference, right, is – who are the Titans missing? Nobody. Who yeah. are the Bengals missing? Their number one running back and number one wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. And they still win a road game against Tennessee. If there was anything that recalibrated your expectations as a Titans fan, let it be this game. You've got a home game against a beaten-up Bengals team, and you can't fucking win it. Which That's could, your ceiling. Could be a matchup you see immediately in the playoffs because you're probably a home team. The Bengals, if they don't win that division, going on the road again, you know. Yeah. If, if the I'm Titans Tennessee, don't I want see none the, of that. They're going to see a very good, yeah, very good AFC team probably in their home turf there, whoever it is. Yeah, you can't feel good as a Titans fan uh, this year. I mean, and it's hard to, like, blame anybody, you know, because Derrick Henry didn't, didn't do much. They keyed on Derrick Henry all game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill couldn't be the difference maker. Um, I say you should have paid AJ Brown. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah. There, there is no playmaking wide receiver. Traylon Burks is having a better game. He had a big catch uh, in this one that accounted for most of his yards. But yeah, it, everything runs through Derrick Henry. Nothing has changed. And if you key on him, like uh, 
you know, like they did in this game, it can really hurt the Titans offensively. Yeah. Um, T. Higgins coming up big, filling in for uh, Jamar Chase in in the interim. But uh, it sounds like he might be getting back this week. In fact, it sounds like both of them might be getting back this week. And, oh, just in time for another a tasty treat on the docket. We're talking the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a matchup rematch of the AFC Championship game, but this time we're in Cincinnati. Dan, what do you think of this one? I think that a healthy, healthy Cincinnati still doesn't win this game. Mm. The Chiefs have been low-key, devastatingly good all season. Like, we haven't really talked about it, but who's the number one seed in the AFC right now, Scott? Oh, yeah. And they're, like, they got to well, buy a game over Dolphins and Bills, but they've already beat the Bills head-to-head, so no. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, this is one of those things. Kansas City's 9-2, and two, and they look it. And you know Andy Reid's been thinking about this shit since last year. Yeah. yeah. Thinking about all the ways he's going to exploit the Bengals' defense. You know, if only he had another chance to do it. So I'm going to take Kansas City uh, in this one, but I think the I think the Bengals will make a good show of it. I think it would behoove them, uh, you know, to get their starters a bit more rest because they're really fighting for a wild card or the AFC North at this point. So they need them for the last five games. Yeah. I need to fix what I said. The Bills beat the Chiefs. That's a big one that, that could come up big. So it also gives the Chiefs a reason to keep keep fighting. Not slip mm-hmm. up, not uh, slip up with any of these like this. Um, Bengals are going to give them a run for their money. Bengals can keep up with them in points. Bengals aren't out of games ever, but the Chiefs are the best team in the league. They, they have the MVP, I think. I, uh, yeah, Pat Mahomes is playing that way. So I like the Chiefs as well on the road here. I think it would be a much easier pick if they were at home, but uh, I'll take them on the road. But, yeah, can't wait to watch that game. Cannot wait. Um and is that just a noon start game, or is that a late afternoon? That is a late afternoon for now. Yeah, because they're not going to flex anything from this point on. All right, let's talk about the Sunday nighter. The Eagles win it uh, over the Packers, thirty-three to forty. You know, you you want it one way, but do you really? This was a tough one for me, Dan. I mean, I was rooting for the Packers all the way, um, yeah. especially after Aaron Rodgers went out injured. Yeah, <laughs> Rodgers. Like, Two touchdowns, two picks, and this one does not play in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was all uh, love, and love hits Watson one for a touchdown, but uh, not enough. They tried to make a comeback there. It wasn't enough. Um, Eagles put 40 on. Yeah, it was a full 40-burger and a deserving one. I mean, it was a fun first half, I will tell you that. Um, it seemed competitive, seemed like the bunch Packers of were. Yeah, a bunch of touchdowns, very back and forth. Um, Mason Crosby missed an extra point. I don't, you know, that's a worry always. Um, but Jalen Hurts just, I mean, we talk about Pat Mahomes being the MVP, but the Philadelphia Eagles are 10 and one Jalen Hurts ran for 157 yards threw for 150, had two TDs through the air. I mean, they run the shit out of this ball in Philadelphia and they're really good. And their defense is fucking great. Their defensive line is so stacked. Like, there's veterans, there's skilled young guys. Jordan Davis is coming back from injury. It's just ah. going to get more ferocious. Yeah. These Eagles worry the shit out of me, man. They worry the shit out of me. The Packers are toast. I tombstoned them earlier. They're 4-8 and eight in the really tight NFC. I don't see them coming back. And 
I don't know why you keep playing a guy like Aaron Rodgers. You got to find out what you got with Jordan Love here. Um, even if you move on from the guy, like just get an asset or something for him, you got to try him out. You can't trade Rodgers. His contract doesn't allow it. But Jordan Love, you could move him for an asset. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. As soon as the Eagles get healthier, it's over. Uh, but they did lose, like you brought up, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, lacerated kidney. So he's going to be out for a bit. Yeah, that's scary. They say, you know, probably not the rest of the season. Which is amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, insane. Uh, Guys are getting fucking shot. Yeah. Meanwhile, Michael Thomas is like, my tootsies. Like, it's so inconsistent. Who Medical. Just, it's just amazing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, of course I wanted uh, the Eagles to slip up. I want to catch them in these uh, playoffs here. But uh, you got to love a Packers loss. And I think you're right, too. I think uh, – at some point, is Jordan Love going to be around much longer? What are you going to do? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is technically going to outlive his Jordan Love's con- rookie contract now. So at this yeah. point, move on. But Jordan Love did look bad in a little bit he played in the lost game here. Uh, Rodgers already seems like he's saying this week that he's healthy and going to be back for this week at Chicago. It's Packers at Bears. Um, they're still like very tied for their all-time winning record between each other uh, because of how it's gone But for the Packers this year. But uh, listen, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He's also st- It seems like he's going to play, so I'm watching that. Uh, Justin Fields didn't play last week. I haven't heard if he's going to get rushed back in to play this one. That makes me pause here. If Justin Fields is in, there's a chance the Bears could take this one, I think. I really do, because I think the Packers' defense has that much problems that the Bears maybe could just outscore them. But I think due to Fields' injuries, I'm going to take the Packers on. Oh, well, you pick first. Sorry. Well, unless before the first snap of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is shot between the eyes by a sniper. (laughs) I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers to go have a bananas game against this this Chicago Bears team that was just, to your point, torn apart by Mike White. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And he hates the Bears. He hates them. The Bears hate him right back. He's on the road. This might be his last game against the Bears if he does decide to hang it up. This could be his last game against the Bears in Soldier Field. He is going to take a big old shit on the chest of this franchise. I think this is a... I think this game is going to be so statistically insane that we're going to be like, is Aaron Rodgers the MVP after this game against the Bears? <laughs> statistically, it makes sense. So I, I cannot possibly pick a Bears win here. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, and I was getting there too. I'm Packers uh, picking them to win on the road as well. I just figured that uh, maybe the Bears could keep up with them on offense if Fields was playing. I don't know, though. I haven't fa- yeah. figured that out, but probably doesn't matter. Packers will uh, take this one. Oh, in case you're wondering, Jordan Love, um, he has one more year left on his rookie contract, but they have to decide whether they pick his fifth-year option up or not Oh, yeah, this, this offseason. Off if they do, that's interesting. That's team control for two years, three years with a franchise tag, but are you going to franchise tag a guy that's never actually played you know, a meaningful Plus, game? Plus, fifth-year option for quarterbacks quite expensive, isn't it? It, it is. It gets up there. It's it's. I mean, especially with all you've got for Rodgers, it's almost like a poison pill. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I don't see how you can. Uh, the other game we can pick is the Tennessee Titans going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Now, the Eagles are also in a situation where they can clinch the playoffs with a win and some help. It means losses by Commanders, Niners. Uh, there's a few others in there, so you got to look at Seahawks. But, um, yeah, they could technically get in there. But Titans at Eagles, what do you think, Dan? You know which way I'm rooting, but yeah, I'm picking the Eagles are. for the rest of the year. Uh, picking the Eagles for the rest of the year, unfortunately. Ah, uh, oh, God damn it, I hate it. But I would love to see the Titans pull this off. Would love it. Maybe it could be a little uh, uh, revenge game. Titans uh, got got pilfered by the Eagles in this uh, trade for AJ Brown because they couldn't pay him, and they come in there and go, Ah, we're still the better team. So you know, yeah. crazy things can happen. But I'm taking the Eagles too. I think the Eagles can run all over these titans and i think the titans have problem scoring as many points as the eagles can score really yeah <coughs> excuse me all right dan let's talk about I, I mean i pushed this off but let's talk about the only other game we haven't talked about on thanksgiving your dallas cowboys beating the new york giants 28 to 20 i don't think it was that close as no. that score was though um lamb had over 100 yards schultz had two touchdowns uh yeah what'd you think dan uh, I thought we were in full control of this game. Yeah, I know that the I know that at halftime we were down. Yeah, that's right. It was thirteen seven, but it never felt that way. <laughs> and I will give Brian Dable, potential coach of the year, Brian Dable, to be leading this game thirteen to seven at half is a remarkable job by him. Dak Prescott threw two bad interceptions. He's got to clean that shit up, but. In the third quarter, when Dak settled the fuck in, this game was over. The offense was absolutely rolling all over these Giants, and the Giants offensively could get nothing done. Um, We are a more talented team. We're a more complete team. We now have won two from the Giants, so we have effectively a full two-game lead on them um, going through a really tough rest of the season. I mean, we don't have a tough rest of the season. They do. do. Yeah. Uh, but you know we got to face the fucking Texans here in a little bit, so we're not too worried. Um, but yeah, I, I I loved this game. I thought the second half of this game is the Cowboys that played the Vikings. The first half is the Cowboys that played the Buccaneers. Mm. So we need to figure that shit out. We've got to be consistent throughout the game. Still, way too many penalties from the Cowboys. But Zeke pulling out ninety yards, Tony Pollard getting sixty. This is the way I want it to work. You know, Dak having 30 attempts, 30 pass, uh, thirty rushes, that's where we want to be. We want to be a balanced offensive attack. And the defense just, you know, once we get a lead, get pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saquon kind of held down to uh, uh, human-like numbers, and it just wasn't enough for the Giants to get things going. Uh, Dallas had the control of this game in the second half pretty much mostly through it. That third quarter, yeah. two touchdowns just kind of piled on. We keyed on him. We keyed on Saquon. That's They're That's running everything yeah. through Saquon. Shut down the run. Uh, let's also talk about the Commanders win. Moving right along, Dan. Uh, yeah. I picked this one. They beat the Falcons at home 19-13. to This one was tight. It was 10 all at the half. But Heineke and the boys, they keep this winning streak going. Um, Brian Robinson, a nice big game, 125 total yards from scrimmage and one touchdown, and then he wrapped it up with a really big hat. That hat is so <laughs> fucking stupid. I I will say this: Atlanta was marching to take the lead on the Commanders. That's right. Uh, in the final minute, and they threw an interception, a deflected ball interception. You know, um, 
but yeah, the Falcons are competitive. The Falcons are spunky, man. They're spunky. They're feisty. Um, but these commanders, I got to give it to them. They get really good pressure. It's a really good defense. And the biggest fucking hats I've ever seen in my goddamn life. It was funny. That thing is so stupid. If you haven't gotten a chance to look at it, it's the dumbest fucking thing. It's like, yeah, Brian, Brian Robinson. Robinson, big hat. I'm sure it'll come right up on Google. But, uh, yeah, this was two teams that um, are spunky. I think they're two very spunky teams, but they were racing for what might be the last wild card. And this game will come up huge for that. And Washington took it, so... Now, Commanders, it's yours to lose. Uh, you're in a very tough division. You you still got a lot of them to play the rest of this uh, this way. Um, Giants twice still. Dallas, San Francisco. It's not going to get yeah. easier for the Commanders uh, after this nice uh, win streak they had going, though. Um, this was the easiest part of their schedule. Yeah. I mean, now comes to back. your point. Yeah. They got to face... The Giants, then a bye, then the Giants, which is such a weird fucking schedule quirk, if we're being honest. And then the end of their season is still tough. I mean, you you have the Cleveland Browns that are a completely different team, San Francisco, Dallas. I don't know if they win two more games the rest of the season. I know. it's Yeah, it's going to be uh, tough for them. They do play on the road this week. They play in the Giants. Uh, Giants going back to them, throwbacks in this one. Uh, so I'll have you pick this one, Dan, Commanders at Giants. What do you like? Uh, only because it is on the road for the the Washington football team or the commanders, I'm going to pick the Giants at home to get off the schneid here a little bit um, and put a little separation. So I don't think three teams from the NFC East are going to get in, and I think it's going to be the Giants over these commanders. Yeah, because of the schedule the way it is, I think they're all going to kind of beat themselves up a little bit here as it goes. Giants are at home. They're coming off the loss in Thanksgiving. They have a little bit got the mini buy they got a baby buy so yeah, giants baby buy. giants take care of business uh and the commanders are put in a tough spe- uh, position of th- their playoff lives at stake after that loss um so we'll see but i like the giants and their throwbacks too this leaves us with just one more game dan to talk about and that was the monday nighter steelers colts mm-hmm. i did pick this one from you which got me one more correct than you this week Oof. As it all tight and very hard to get uh, any uh, leads in this picking this week or this yeah. season, but uh, Steelers on the road take care of business over Jeff Saturday led Colts um, twenty four to seventeen. It was a all Steelers first half. I felt sixteen to three, but then the Colts came roaring back. They even took a lead into the fourth quarter, sixteen to seventeen. That was impressive because they started this game very roughly. Uh, no yards accumulated in the first quarter. In fact, there was a stat where their first pass completion for the Colts was uh, with seven minutes left about in the uh, half. And that's the worst uh, start since 2020 when the Broncos had their wide receiver, Hinton, starting at QB. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan is absolutely washed. Yeah. I mean, if we can be honest, the dude is just fucking washed. He made some good decisions during this game, but you can see him just grimacing, throwing that ball. Yeah. Um, he's not dangerous beyond 10 yards, and teams play Jonathan Taylor like he's the only threat because he fucking is. I I understand why you want, if you're Jeff Saturday, a guy like Matt Ryan and they're stealing, steering the ship and, you know, getting him competitive in the second half, but he's toast. 
He's toast. You got to put Ellinger in. You're four, seven, and one. What are you playing for? It's not the playoffs. You got to play for the future. Got to get Ryan out of there. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess it. It, it is a mess. Uh, when you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor, you hope that you can get by with a quarterback that's just like a game manager. But it is rough when you know Matt Ryan can see the plays and just can't complete them. With the body's not there it. anymore. Yeah, 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 it's real rough. Uh, on the other hand, the Steelers look a little bit better with T.J. Watt, and uh, honestly, mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett's looked better since coming back from the bye week. Uh, they kind of yeah, just getting things rolling a little bit more. Um, Pickett and Pickens looking good, looking Pickens, like a good rookie yeah. class. Yeah, there's a nice connection there. Uh, let's talk about the games then. The uh, Steelers are going to Atlanta to play the Falcons, and the Falcons in the throwback. So really, all the teams that have like throwbacks this year, outside your Cowboys who just did theirs on Thanksgiving, we're gonna see them here week thirteen. And uh, I'm gonna take these throwback Falcons. These, I know you have a negative connotation with the Dirty Bird Falcons, but uh, I always thought it was a cool uniform. And I know Falcons aren't actually black. But this never felt like black for black's sake. It felt like this is a black team. This is a black uniform. This is the way it's supposed to look. So I'm going to take Falcons at home. But you might be forgetting this throwback Falcons have a red helmet. This is the red helmet Falcons throwback. Not oh, the dirty the bird. Black oh. on black 90s Andre Risen Falcons. No. Oh, bad moon. Yeah, this is uh, this is the, the throwback ones they had from, what, yeah, the 80s or whatever. Uh, prior Dion. Um, but I think you're right. I, Atlanta at home when they need it, the Steelers aren't really playing for as much. That's why I have the Falcons in this one, but it's going to be tight. I think it's going to yeah, be a great. close one, but I like Atlanta. And then Dan, the only other game we have left to pick is Colts to Cowboys. Uh, are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, America wants to know who you're picking. I sure hope they leave Matt Ryan. I hope they don't take my advice on Matt Ryan this week. Because I would love to watch that statuesque future Hall of Fame motherfucker get absolutely rolled by my defense. Can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor's a good runner, but if if they get behind at all and go one-dimensional, they're in a lot of trouble, man. A lot of trouble. Listen, Colts have a couple of names on an offensive line, but this year it hasn't mattered. No. No boy are the Cowboys going to rack up sacks here. I think uh, you're looking at six or seven for them this week. I like the, I'll take uh, it. Cowboys in prime time over these Colts, too. How did this game not get flexed? Did we not have anything else to put in for Sunday not night? A, not a this single seems, fucking clue. This seems silly. Let's. I'll tell you exactly why it didn't get flexed. Cowboys. That's why it didn't get flexed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, um, as I said, I got you one more in the picks this week. We had three different, so it only comes down to I am now at 105 for the year, and Dan... 108. Congrats. You still got a three-game lead over me. We'll see how this week goes where we didn't pick too many different, but there's a few out there to maybe catch up on. Uh, but, yeah, but that's our show. You guys, uh, we're set up here to get ready for week 13 where my Vikings can get some clinching happening. That would be nice. So they clinch so you can unclench? Yeah, so I can unclench. Let them clinch. I can unclench. That's it's different words, but they sound very much alike. Um, but uh, you guys, link, rate, and subscribe because what what comes right after this is is playoffs and seeding, 
and matchups and head-to-heads and where we look real close to who the best team is and who's really got the chance to uh, to take it all. Dan's team, my team, we're both lining up here to make a run here. Dan, I don't want you to make any uh, – um, don't make me feel good. Who are you most afraid of in the NFC right now? The Eagles, if I'm being honest. The give, me, Eagles, give me a rank of like the top three teams then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just want to hear the Vikings being said. I want to see where they rank. Uh, sure. I mean, in, in terms of the, the NFC, I am afraid of the Eagles. I am afraid of the San Francisco 49ers. And then the Vikings. I feel like if the Vikings got another shot at us, it looks very different. Because, you know... It's like judo. We had you guys on your fucking heels immediately, and there's nothing you could do. But I feel like if you had another shot at it, I'd be more worried about it. Yeah. Um, but those are the three that worry me. It's Philly, San Fran, because their defense and their running game is so good, and then the Minnesota Vikings. But I think we're the top four teams. Those teams are the top four in the NFC. Yeah, in the NFC, I'm with you there too. The Niners scare me because of what the potential is. The Eagles, of course. And then the Cowboys. I think uh, I don't want to go to Philly. I don't want to go to San Francisco. So those kind of outlay there. But then you see Dallas could win anywhere. So that that bothers me too. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Anyways, that's what we have for this show, you guys. So before we wrap it up, I got a few crazy stats to give you. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Carson Wentz. You remember Carson Wentz? He has uh, two more touchdowns this year than Russell Wilson, and he hasn't played since week six. Oh, my God. Oh. (laughs) Russell Wilson's year is the worst year I can remember for Thought a quarterback. I was going in with you on a Carson Wentz thing, and it came around on the Russell Wilson. Oh, no one's safe. Uh, Mike Tomlin now is 19-3 and on Monday Night Football since he became the Steelers head coach in 2007. The Phenomenal o- head coach. The only uh, head coach with a better win percentage on Monday Night Football. Can you guess who it is? <sighs> Uh, Andy Reid? Nope. We heard a lot about this guy on Thanksgiving. Let me tell you. Boom! John Madden. John Madden. John Madden, only the better uh, winning record on Monday Night Football. And then finally, uh, Dan, you brought this up a couple times, and I was excited to kind of bring it up here for the uh, crazy stat. Five first-round picks for the 2023 draft were traded prior to the season. Four of those five are currently top ten picks. You got the Rams we're supposed to pick at number three. No more. That's now what the Lions. The Broncos supposed to pick at number four. No more. That's the Seahawks. The Saints supposed to pick at number six. No more. That's who do they trade the Jet? No, who do they the trade the Eagles? Eagles. Shit. And then the Browns at ten. Uh uh-uh, uh. That's the Texans. It's uh. It's a. There's gonna be a bit of a change of the guard here, man. I mean, except the Eagles who made great trades and are building their team the right way. God damn it. Yeah. All right, well, folks, those are my crazy stats. That's our show. So, Dan, let's wrap it up with your crazy – oh, my God, you're crazy. Your parting words of wisdom. <laughs> they, they are a little crazy. Oh. Um, we are at the point in the season where it is time, if you're out of it, if you're out of this playoff push, I'm talking to you Bears fans, I'm talking to you Rams fans, Cardinals fans – Broncos fans, Texans fans, all you got to do is you actually have the ability to pick another team. You can ride with another team. Broncos country, let's ride another team. Uh, 
you can pick it in a different conference, but just pick your second favorite team because if you're out of it, there's no shame in that saying, hey, I'm picking a new pony to ride through the rest of the year because this is such a good season of football. You don't want to miss the rest of it just because your team is fucking hot garbage. So pick a different conference opponent. If you're already out of it, follow them. Might I suggest if you're an AFC team, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, pretty fucking fun, (laughs) pretty interesting. Follow us. Uh, We're doing a good job out here. Yeah. No, nothing else. Yeah. Playoffs become a little less stressful and just fun uh, when your team's not involved. But very true. Hey, we got plenty of stress uh, coming on for you guys if you don't have enough. So stick it right <laughs> here at the Push Up Podcast. We will be uh, sweating out the rest of this season and the postseason uh, where you got this one. So link rate, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening, though. Another week. I am Scott. And this is Dan. We will see you next time. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.